Hello and welcome to the HD podcast. Today I'm I'm joined by Jalad Hickson. He's a member of San Diego's Voice of Our City Choir. Uh, Jalad, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. Uh, do you want to maybe just tell people, you know, a little bit more about yourself and uh, maybe, you know, where they've heard of you and just uh, more about the choir? Yeah, sure. So um, uh, my name is Jalad Hickson, as Tom previously said. Um, I am currently in San Diego. I um, am I'm involved with this amazing choir, this amazing organization called Voices of Our City Choir. They're a choir founded on the purpose and the mission to address homelessness in San Diego, namely like in the city, but I mean, around the world now that we've got a chance and a platform to do that. But we usually, um, or we used to pre-COVID, hold events around the city in San Diego um, to raise money for people um, that are on the street. And since we're a nonprofit, like grassroots organization, most of the money is funded through the choir, casework, um, paying the band, you have to kind of do that, paying the musicians that lay it down for all of us. But um, at the end of the day, it's really for getting people off the streets and feeding them. We have, we have a food distribution. Since the lockdown happened in March 16th, we've distributed over 20 tons of food to people wow. all around the city, working with the San Diego Food Bank. Um, we offer a dance class. We offer guitar workshops. We offer songwriting workshops. We offer um, a, we used to offer a rehearsal every Friday that was open to the public because we were in this church. And again, the choir, people think of a choir and they think it's like um, affiliated with some kind of religion, but it's non-denominational, denominational, whatever the word is, sorry. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just, it's, it's very, um, free we sing like we do our own songs we write some originals but we sing like mostly soul covers mostly yeah. um a lot of really cool jazz songs and we're again just trying to fight this mission um or trying to combat this crisis that faces not just san diego but in boston and new york city coast to coast worldwide of just people who are on the street especially during covid where um, you know, you have like an emergency lockdown that happened for us on March 16th in California. And where were people supposed to go if they didn't have a home? And so it's, yeah. you know, kind of sad, but, you know, we, we have some hope through choirs and organizations like this. And um, I've been a member for two years now yeah. since I moved here. No, that, that's awesome, man. You know, it sounds like you guys are, you know, killing it lately with the, uh, you know, America's Got Talent, uh, you know, kind of getting a, big time stage to you know broadcast your message uh so you know you mentioned kind of you guys have been working on homelessness and you know like helping people who are homeless themselves uh it kind of started right because most of the people um in the choir were either homeless or currently homeless right mm -hmm. 
uh, can you maybe just, yeah, like tell us a little bit more how that started and how it like kind of came together. Yeah, the choir came together through this really amazing musician um, named Steph John, who is like my older sister kind of because she's also like my mentor because she's not just you know she's not just the founder co-founder of the choir she's like i said she has like five albums of her own and she has her own work and she is a really killer guitar player she does jazz it's pretty amazing so she went out she's a san diego native but she went out to the streets one day and she just saw um all these people and she was frustrated so she took her guitar and went to downtown san diego and asked people if they wanted to go to the church that she was affiliated with to um, just receive temporary shelter um, for like the day, getting out of the sun or just, you know, getting fed. So she um, supplied them with food. She supplied them with music. And like those two things are the best things. So it was founded from that. And then from there, there was this really huge push to, have not just people who are homeless because it's not just it's not most it's mostly made of people who are either homeless um in transitional housing sleeping in their car or they're like me <laughs> crowd surfing like trying <laughs> to find a place a young kid a young musician that who you know wants to have that artistic freedom but you know is still kind of struggling a little bit to make ends meet and you know, it's just, and it comprises of also people who are like, oh, I can't say the word. So the rant, oh my gosh. <laughs> no, you're good. Philanthropist. <laughs> Jeez, that reminds me of that. It's always sunny. Anyways, um, and uh, yeah, and there's just a bunch of people who donate to the choir. So it just started becoming this huge thing. And now not only are we, like I said, on this platform where America's Got Talent, but, and also working with the San Diego Food Bank, but we've also, um, had our way into the political scene in San Diego and we work with the Civic Center and we are there and we have people who are sitting on the board um, of the city who um, are there to help. We help them like influence those like decisions that are made when San Diego, which is made up of, to me, their biggest industry is real estate and tourism and like the real estate out here is just ridiculous, obviously, because it's California. And right. Like, I'm crazy. Everything's more expensive. Everything, the rent is crazy. It's not as bad as like certain parts like San Francisco and LA, right. but or yeah, it's very, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's still hard to come by. And they're putting up a lot of more expensive like condos and um, condominium high rises and stuff. So you know, we, you know, we, we started from this little acorn and now since I've joined, it's Full on tree now, dude. <laughs> bro. Uh, yeah. So you mentioned, you know, been on America's Got Talent and you guys, you know, had a good run with that. What has that experience kind of been like for you, you know, getting to be on a, a big stage like that and, you know, as a musician? Yeah, it's been amazing. I went to, it's crazy because I didn't really start getting serious about music until I graduated from Stonehill in 2017. And like, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was something where when I moved to California in 2018 in like September, 2018, I was thinking to myself, wow. Okay. Like here I am. I don't really know too many people. There were, there are a couple of Stonehill alumni that 
I knew here, but everyone else, I didn't really know that well. So mm -hmm. to have a choir like this kind of like house me and bring me in as one of their own um, and give me all these opportunities. We've done so many amazing shows. We've um, played at like these prestigious school of arts in the middle of like California. We've opened up for like Jason Mraz, The Doors. We opened all these bands and we decided to audition um, in 2000, I'm sorry, November 2019, so almost a year ago. And I, I was just in awe. I didn't, I didn't think after everything that we did and after everything that I've done with my hustle and my art music, I, for the most part, didn't think that we were going to go all the way this far to, I didn't think we were going to win that golden buzzer. I didn't know what the gold buzzer was because <laughs> um, I've never, I've seen the show and I was aware of it, but I never like caught up to it. Like I did with American Idol and the voice. And that's just being honest. Um, but when I started like watching like other episodes, I was like, Oh my gosh, this is insane. So we went to school with a buzzer and I literally thought that we won the lottery. I started crying. Um, and then we go to the quarterfinals and that was just amazing. A lot of like song changes and a lot of different like last minute, last second changes that we had to make, but we still did it. And then the semifinal, it would have been cool to make it to the final. But, you know, I think what we made it to a good place. I think a lot of um, doors and and a lot of things have already been open for the choir and oh, not yeah. just for me too as a as a musician and as my own uh, as a musician in my own right and me putting out songs of my own. I think it's just been incredible because now I can have been a part of this amazing production that's yeah. made up of like a hundred different people do so many. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely something to be, you know, proud of. And like you're saying, it can just add it to your resume from here on out and uh, go from there. In terms of like, uh, you know, the homeless part of it, has it kind of, you know, changed your thought process on how maybe you've viewed homeless people over time or kind of how is it like, uh, has it made you a better person at all in some ways or kind of how has the experience uh, helped shape you? Well, I've been, I was homeless as a kid and I was homeless as a teenager. I was um, in Manchester, New York, and uh, I was 13 and we were living in my mom's car for like a week and a half and then we moved into a shelter. So it was a lot to really, I, I was embarrassed as a kid, I said, and I was going through that phase and I was very, I just didn't want anyone knowing that I was homeless and I didn't really tell much many people until I uh, was in college and then I started just kind of sharing my life story because there's so many perspectives in other people's lives um but or yeah I think it's still a little bit of an issue that we see with the way that the public reacts to people who are homeless because you can just you can realize and you can see that through just getting people together who literally are like the outcast of society, who just cast it away. No one cares about them. People walk them. No right. one really wants to talk to them at all. Even if they're begging for money, like it's just, they're, they're, they're outcasts, but to get a bunch of people together who are really talented, um, who can sing, can, um, 
teach people other things. It, you know, most of the choir members, they've all had different lives. Most of them are veterans. Most of them are, um, like, like I said, former service men or women. Um, yes. And perception of homelessness has definitely changed through this choir. And at least for me, it definitely has, you know, we, we still kind of have a long ways to go because we, I feel like we still kind of don't have enough policy change and enough right. um, money to really direct towards people who really need it. So until that happens, I think the perception of homelessness will definitely, you know, change. But um, my perception as everyone is really out there struggling and whether they're homeless or not, you know, it's, we all need help regardless. And you can't just get help by yourself. You have to have a team of people. Right. No, I think it's, you know, great what you guys are doing in terms of perception, because, you know, unfortunately people do look at, you know, someone homeless and they might think that they're useless or they have no talent or whatever it is, but you guys are showing that that's, you know, that's not true. And, uh, you know, one of my past podcast guests, he, uh, he plays music in the New York city subway and he lets, uh, people who donate money, he lets any of the homeless people, you know, take whatever they need and use it to, you know, get home, use the train. And, uh, when, when I was talking with him, you know, it was like, how do we change that perception that people have? And, you know, like, how do we help, how do we help homeless people without enabling is kind of how he put it. And Mm -hmm. I think that's a great question to ask because, you know, we don't want to enable, but at the same time, no one just decides to be homeless. Right. So, so it's like, how do we, how do, cause I think, you know, generally speaking, humanity, everyone is, wants to do good, but um, from your perspective, how would you say people who do want to help, what's the best way, you know, and you've experienced being homeless yourself, what's the best way for someone to reach out or try and help someone without enabling? I think the best way is kind of giving as many like resources as possible. I think a lab is kind of what has people in that place. You know, they, they don't have like the same health care. They don't have the same um, job placement or like, or, you know, like the same resume as someone. So I feel that once you aid someone with like a lot of community resources, like here's your, you know, local um, emergency shelter for the night, if you don't have a place to stay or here's your local doctor um or clinic like the, a free clinic that if you don't have health insurance like um or you know it's it's, it's a really good question just because y- you want to make sure that people aren't enabling like a bad behavior um or like you know, a behavior where they were homeless that's what made them homeless in the first place right. yet it, it's all about really I think that's the biggest point is all about making sure that someone has the right resources, the right aid, the right direction. Um, and like I said before, you don't one person helping. You have to have a team because when my mom and my brother and I, after being homeless, we needed furniture like right away. And we were sleeping on our ground. We we had like a blow up mattress, but like, um, well, I didn't, but like, we were, you know, sleeping on the ground. We didn't really have much furniture, but we told our, I told my 
counselor, my, um, he was like our school counselor and he went right away to help us and gave us furniture. Um, and it's the same thing for someone who's homeless. You know, you, you have to, uh, work with the team. You have to like address that with other people. So you have that casework and people can, um, can help those who don't really have like the necessary tools to reach out, I, I guess, cause they're, you know, in a bad shape. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, sometimes I feel like, you know, you make a good point of like, you need a community around you to, you know, kind of help because uh, I mentioned the, one of the past podcast guests I had, he, you know, he said, sometimes a homeless person would come take some money out of the suitcase and they would say, and he would ask them if they were using. And he said almost a hundred percent of the time they were honest with him saying, yes, I am using. And so, you know, it's, it's almost a cry for help. It's, they'll tell you they're using, but it's not like they, you know, deep down, they just know they don't want to be using obviously. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's a matter of, I think in America, we like to categorize too much. And once someone's homeless and we just put them into this category, which is, you know, unfortunate. So unfortunate. Um, so what's next for you then in terms of, you know, I've been on America's got talent. Are you going to be working on any, you know, any music yourself or what's kind of the next plans with the choir? Yeah. I mean, um, I'm going to do like a little, uh, I just got, I just dropped a single today. So um, nice. shout it out. <laughs> check it out. It's on Spotify. Little Diego, like reggae vibes. It's pretty cool. I like it a lot. Um, awesome. It's called fit, fit your schedule, Spotify, all platforms. Um, it's a good song. And we're also just, I mean, I think this, year compared to last year because last year i did over 100 shows and this year was definitely over um over 50 or 60 different demos um and they're all just like good ideas some of them are you know whatever but most of them are really really solid ideas and we just keep building and we keep mixing and we keep masking and we keep just getting better me and my friends and then um I have a lot of really cool other plans in mind, like to actually audition myself by myself as a solo act for America's Got Talent nice. the next season because they're already looking for people who are who they're already looking for season sixteen. Um, and then I would probably do a bunch of other auditions. I think auditions are really great um, because they put you in a place where you have to like show your best effort right then and there. So it's like it just makes you like here what's your what's your act like what do you do like who are you you give your best you know your best try and that's been the biggest thing I think especially during corona is like realizing uh who you are and like what your steps are next after there's nothing else going on right now like there's no jobs there's not really much no there's nothing live music there's no live music going on um there's no live there's not too much going on, you know, there's, there's no lot of events. I mean, president's got Corona. So like, you know, who knows, but for the most part, it's all, it's just, you know, this time has just been a really good time for me to try my best to find as much inner peace, as much self-awareness as possible, especially after AGT, um, just kind of following my, my next steps and just figuring out who I am. And as an artist, that's who I know who I am. And as a musician, that's, that's who I am. I'm that person, so 
Mm -hmm. No, it's a good positive to take away from, you know, the whole COVID situation is, you know, you are forced to kind of, like you said, see who you really are. And, you know, it's been a, probably a huge mental battle for a lot of people. So uh, it's a good positive to take away from it. But, uh, mm -hmm. but I like to ask a couple of specific questions to each guest after when I end the podcast. So first one is, um, what would be your advice for someone trying to overcome failure and how to push through it? Oh, well, I've been booed off stage. That's like the first thing <laughs> in mind. I got booed off almost a year ago at this club. It was horrible. But I looked at it first and I said, oh, my God, am I? am I like not talented? Like, am I like th this right. bad? Like it was, it was a, it was a contest. I don't know if you know the Apollo theater, but like the Apollo theater has its own brand with the amateur night. And that's kind of where everything kind of started. Mm -hmm. um, and it became this huge brand um, from the Apollo theater in Harlem. And they took it to San Diego at this like club. It's like a Neil soul club. And I'm, I'm, I usually call myself a Neil soul artist. So I went up there and got, but the first time I heard like a few boos, but it's part, it's a competition and I didn't get uh, taken off stage. But the second time I actually got booed off stage and I was really like distraught and I was just like unhappy. So I definitely took that and I said, wait a minute. Okay. Let me, let me talk to my vocal coach who worked with me, who's worked with me since like April, I'm sorry, March, 2019. Like, um almost two years and then you know we've been working on our our form we've been working on just so many things biology all of it um and you know the best advice is honestly just to keep practicing keep working keep doing what you love yeah. and the practice really does make uh perfect because I, 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 i've always loved to especially musicians who are really great at what they do whether that's guitar or like bass or whatever piano but knowing that you see them doing their thing and the amount of times that they probably failed is probably the same amount that i've failed and it's all about trial and error yeah it's like you know whether it's music or comedy some of the biggest legends have gotten booed off stage so uh, it's all about just not stopping right true yep so and then the follow-up to that one is uh in your own words what's the definition of success or what, what do you think is success i think definition of success is what we th what a lot of people in our society think of is like this chance to make it to be famous but i talked to my cousin yesterday who uh, my cousin has done so many things. He used to be a backup dancer for all these big artists on Broadway. And he was saying that yesterday, he, was, he said that our success comes from, it, it almost comes from like praying for others' success. I don't know if that sounds right, but like you would, yeah. you pray for other people and you like cheer yeah. other people up to want to wish their success through your success almost like so he was he prays for our family my cousin and he's praying that someone in the family i mean and there's a bunch of people in the family but like someone in the family where to just come through and just 
be successful and and be on that platform and he said his prayers worked when he saw me on stage at um america's got talent that's awesome and i so and I, I think it's also like the same thing that i was going back to like this inner peace you have i feel like you have to have inner peace and you have to have like this self-awareness knowing that there's going to be like a lot of things that you have to navigate through rites of passage of success and like this seeing for myself like seeing the stage of hollywood and seeing you know the the amount of money that agt makes through all these episodes and the amount of time that goes into it you know it's that that's a success in a way yet um i think i had more success knowing that i left with this sense of knowing i did something good Yep. With this quote, and I use my voice for good. The Stone, the Stonehill just wrote a really cool article, like with the interview that I did, kind of just like yep. this. Um, and their title was like, the headline was "Jalad Hickson, Class 2017, Uses His Voice for Good." So I, I think success is just all about using your voice for good and just finding your peace and what makes you happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it all goes back to self-worth, you know, and I like the uh, point you made about your cousin, like, you know, wanting to see other people be successful with whatever it is. You know, I think too many people get caught in what they want for themselves with what someone else wants, and then they just kind of get their whole head messed up with what they even want for themselves, right? So, um, but hey, man, yeah, this has been great talking with you. Uh, Do you want to maybe just tell people where they can find you on social media? Yeah, sure. You can follow me on uh, Instagram at Jalad Akin. That's my middle name, J E H L A D A K I N. And then Twitter, I still have his username, but it's kind of fire. Jalad the God. You can find me on Twitter. Uh, you can find me on Facebook and my artist profile, which is my middle name again, Jalad Akin, A K I N. Um, not like Clay Aiken. Please don't get that twisted. Um, and. <laughs> And then you can uh, follow me on Spotify, follow me on Apple Music. It's, those are just Jalad. It's my first name, and that's my stage name, which is just my first name, J-E-H-L-A-D. Yeah. Awesome, man. Hey, I appreciate you uh, coming on the podcast today. We'll, uh, I'll definitely be following your stuff, and I hope to see some more of you. All right, Tom. Thank you very much. Right. Thanks, man. <laughs>